Hey, 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 Glampreneurs, DeAndra Giselle here, and I'm giving you an introduction to the introduction to the introduction, okay? Because I think it's very important that you guys get a pen and paper because our guest is going to give you guys some information that is important to you. So if you're driving in your car, you need to take a listen to this episode again. If you're cooking, same for you. You need to take a listen to this episode again. But if you're just sitting quietly and you're able to, get a piece of paper, get some pens out, highlighters, whatever you need, because I have some information and this guest has some information that's going to be helpful to you. So go ahead, take a listen. Cue the introduction music. <laughs> Welcome to Life After Beauty School, What I Wish Someone Told Me, a podcast for glampreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. If you struggle with building your clientele, marketing yourself on social media, working long hours behind the chair, or maybe you've been in the beauty industry for a while and you're tired of hustling and ready to run an effective business, you might want to stop and take a listen because this podcast is for you. I'm Deandra Giselle, hairstylist, business coach, and educator. I discuss real action plans and solutions to help you live a wealthy life. Now let's get into this podcast. Hello, Glampreneurs. Welcome to another episode of Life After Beauty School, What I Wish Someone Told Me. I have Miss Kanisha Coleman with me, the certified tax coach and beauty CPA. She focuses on helping glampreneurs like you save money with bookkeeping and taxes. And she has the receipts to prove it because she's saving glampreneurs. 250K plus is what I read. So uh, those are receipts if you don't know. And she's here to talk to us about all things tax related and dropping some nuggets on how to prepare your taxes and much more. Kanisha, welcome and how are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me and I cannot wait to drop all these gems for your audience because it's time to save some money. It's time to save some money and you know what I love is that taxes is not the sexiest part of the business and so people don't like to get into that and I think because we are entrepreneurs, it's time to take the talent, um, not just focus on the talent, but focus on the business, right? And figure out how can we run our business effectively so that we can save money and stop paying all these taxes or stop hiding our money so we don't have to pay for taxes, right? Um, yep. So it's a lot of things. So I thank you for coming on here. Um, and I just want to start with uh, what caused you to become a CPA specifically for beauty and glampreneurs? Absolutely. So, you know, I've been in the game for like 12 years and it came a point where it was like, you know, I'm going through the motions, right? I'm, I'm going through all the typical um, accounting professional motions, right? You, you graduate from grad school, you pass the CPA exam, you work for a corporation, checking all the boxes. But at, at some point in your life, as you get older, it's kind of like, you know, I want to still do what I love to do, but I want to do it for who I want to do it for. Like something um, very organic and something very interesting. 
because mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, this don't sound crazy, but I don't want my work to feel like work. Like I want it to be, I want it to be like fun and interesting. So I started to think to myself, um, you know, what do I, what am I organically interested in? Right. So like when I'm not at work and I'm spending my own money, what, what, where is that? You know, besides like bills and stuff, where is that? And it's always on like, first is hair, mm-hmm. hair, skincare, nails, makeup, all of that, everything, beauty. So I said, you know what? I was like, it was like an epiphany one day. I should specialize in the beauty industry. Absolutely. I should help them folks because not only do, you know, they make me feel, look beautiful, you know, it it's a feeling too. Like when I'm going through something and I go get like a new, my hair, my hair done or my nails done, I feel good walking up out of there. So I said, you know what? That's what, it, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to switch it up. And I'm only exclusively going to serve beauty entrepreneurs. That is awesome. I love that because that is so true when it comes to our profession. And I think people overlook us. And until the pandemic hit, I don't think people realize that uh, we're essential in your mental health, right? And so uh, that was interesting. And then I'll never forget, I had a husband come to me one day and he was like, Deandra, it is mortgage and then you. <laughs> he was like, those are the order of priorities because happy wife equals happy life. Mm-hmm. I love that you kind of had that epiphany of, okay, this is what I love to do and this is what I'm doing and this is how I can marry those two things together. That's great. Um, so how should a hairstylist prepare for tax season I know we're in the beginning of the year uh, and we should have been doing it all year long, but what, what is some of your advice for, for someone who is like just realizing they need to get it together? For sure. So my first and foremost thing, so I have this whole like seven steps to slay your taxes, like system that I usually like talk with my clients and potentials about, you know, and I have, it doesn't even start at step number one, step number zero, right? Step number zero get your bookkeeping together, Mm. get your bookkeeping together, right? So just to define bookkeeping real quick, bookkeeping is just like keeping track of your financial transactions in your business, right? Recording and reviewing money in and money out. And, you know, to, to my surprise, there are a lot of beautypreneurs that don't, that don't do bookkeeping. Like they kind of just like, Hey, I know the fun, the, the money flows through my bank account. So it's good. I'm like, yeah, that's true, but we got to keep track of, you know, where we're spending money, like what's eating up all of our money, and then how much are we really making, and and is it profitable, right? So besides taxes, bookkeeping can be a very useful tool in your business, but especially for taxes, you want to get it together because, you know, if you go to a tax preparer without bookkeeping, you're going to get charged a little, a pretty penny. Arm and a leg, actually. (laughs) Yeah, arm and a leg, because we got to do two different services. So um, first and foremost, you know, step zero is Mm -hmm. get your bookkeeping together, right? Uh, That's what I would say um, to that. Uh, After your bookkeeping is together, I would gather any other documents you have. Sometimes people have um, other forms coming from different places. So for example, you know, if you uh, did some work where you receive a 1099 or a W-2, 
that person's going to be mailing that to you. Mm-hmm. So you got to get that. Um, if you own a home, you got to get your mortgage statement, um, things like that. So just make sure you gather all your documents up because you're going to have to report that on your tax return, right? Yeah. Then you got to make the decision. Are you hiring somebody to do this? Or are you going to do it yourself? Wait a minute. Hold up. Let's pause that for a minute because you're dropping some nuggets right here. And I want to make sure that they get this because one of the things that you don't understand as a glampreneur is that you have a responsibility to keep track of all these things that she's saying, right? Like everything, all the money's coming in, all the money's going out, you got to keep track. So I want to go back to bookkeeping and kind of ask you, what would you say to the hairstylist that only have one account for their personal and their business? Because that's part of bookkeeping, right? Like that's going to help you with bookkeeping. Yeah, that is part of bookkeeping. And I would say if you only have one account, I want you to go get a second account. I want this to be your business bank account. Because one thing we don't want to do is in our business is commingle funds, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want the business stuff flowing through the personal stuff. Because I'm going to tell you something. Come tax time, you ain't going to remember what's what. It's going to be very hard. And it's only so much information a bank statement is going to tell you. You know, they're going to tell you, when you spent the money, where you spent it, and that's about it. You don't know if you went to the beauty supply store for yourself or for your business. Right. And for tax, you can take it for your business, but you can't take it for yourself. So, you know, that's why we want the separate uh, bank account. In addition to that, if the IRS sees you commingling funds, or they're going to have some fun. And this is how I know. But my first eight years of my career, I spent it as a revenue agent for the IRS. So I was the Fed coming to you saying, hey, I'm about to audit you. No, you you wasn't. I was. (laughs) I was. I did it for eight long years. The minute I would see somebody commingling funds, I would doubt everything that they gave me. Because it was like, how you know it's business? You commingling funds and you ain't doing bookkeeping. So how do you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why we want you know separate separate bank accounts that's a great great point great question to bring up yeah because a lot of um of my friends they don't do that and when i say i have two they were like well does it make sense because you know all the money's coming to me and i'm just like it doesn't matter i i'm like just give yourself a set amount a month and you're in control of both bank accounts at the end of the day So you can transfer money to the next one and label it, you know, whatever payment to self or payroll, whatever you're going to label it. So you remember, but you can't, you're in control of both accounts. And I also want to put out for those of you guys who are scared of getting a business account. um, It just needs to be a separate account. So like, I think um, one of the things that I was scared of when I went to get a second account is when they gave me the qualifications for a business account. I was like, okay, wait, hold up. You know what I mean? Like, you, how much do I have to have minimum? It's just low me. And and then my CPA was like, just get a separate account. Like, just get a separate. And then when you grow to where you have, like, you know, a big business, then you can get a business account. It just needs to be separate. So that I was just, I just want to put that out there because they may go like, okay, I'm going to get an account and then get those qualifications for a business account and be like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. What's my minimum? Oh, no, no. So that's a good point. So uh, go back to your seven ways of slaying, slaying. Yeah. 
for sure. So after you, you know, you've done bookkeeping, you gathered all your documents, now it's time to decide whether you're going to hire out tax preparation services or whether you're going to do it yourself. Now, I do not knock the person that says, you know, hey, tough times, can't really afford a CPA, I'm a I'm gonna try to do it myself. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Don't don't feel ashamed about that at all. What I'm gonna say to that though is, um, make sure when you decide you're gonna do it yourself, please have patience and have grace. Because <laughs> it's not you know don't decide to do it yourself and then don't have the patience. Rush through it. You skipping steps and all of that. In that case, I will go ahead and save up for hiring hiring that service out. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, the price of hiring out, let's say if you are a sole proprietor, meaning that it's only you and your business and you are filing it with your, you know, personal tax return, you know, that could start at $500. That's just maybe a day of your clients. If yeah. you want to think of it that way, that's just a day of clients and it's over and done with for another year. Well, I want to stick a pin in that as well, because if you're already planning throughout the year, we know tax season comes the same time every year. You can do something as simple as X amount of dollars a month towards that, right? Like that's how I did because my taxes were actually more expensive because I had an LLC. Mm -hmm. And so she was doing my personal and then I was married. So my husband's business, he was an entrepreneur. He had an LLC and it was just a lot. And it ended when we got the bill, we knew it would be a lot, but we every month, there was a certain amount of money, even weeks, right? Like I would put like $50 a week away. And then by the time it came, I had that in my savings for that. And it was nothing like I was, I wouldn't say it's nothing, right? Because anytime you pay a large bill, you'd be like, dang. But I was just like, I did that. I have that. I don't have to worry about it. I feel like it takes the stress when you get to the point where you can. It really takes the stress out of taxes because they have prepared everything for you. So should you get audited, you already have everything in yeah. line. Yep, yep. And, and should you get audited, you should be able to go back to that person who prepped it like, hey, got a notice. Yep. <laughs> and they can probably take care of it like in a matter of minutes because right. they know the ins and outs of your return because they prepped it so um so no good good point um but i would say you know on both sides of the spectrum you know if you know you don't have the patience or the time or you just want peace of mind set aside you know money every week or a month and and, and to save up for that expense or if you know like hey i just gotta do this myself hey have have patience don't do not skip over anything because one little mistake can be very costly. Yes. Very costly. Absolutely. Um, so then my next step is, you know, let's say, you know, regardless if you hire somebody or you're doing it yourself, you want to make sure you're reporting all your income and all your deductions. And that's, again, that piggyback, that's piggybacking off of the bookkeeping, mm -hmm. right? You got to, there's no way that, you know if you're reporting everything if you're not doing the bookkeeping because our memories are not that good from a year ago. It's just not. You got too much going on. I, you know, I put this step in here because fun fact, 93% of all small business owners, they're overpaying in tax because they're not taking on their deductions. Mm. 
There's a couple of reasons why they're not taking all their deductions. One of the major ones is because they don't do bookkeeping. So they're not, you can't manage what you don't track. Right. Can't manage what you don't track. So they're not. That's a word. That's yeah. a word right there. That's <laughs> a word. Wow. Can you imagine that? Overpaying in taxes? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, right. All because you don't want to do bookkeeping or you want to commingle funds and you just forget what's what at, at the end of the year. So that's why I put this stuff in there to make sure you're doing your bookkeeping to not overpay in taxes by taking all of your deductions. Okay. That's, that's good. So then, okay, we got it all done. We got it all, you know, we reported everything. We taken on our deductions. It's done, right? Please review your tax return. You know how many times that I have given a return to a client and it took an all of one minute to review it. Now, don't get me wrong. They probably say, oh, I trust you. And that's great. I love that you trust me. However, it's not about whether you trust the practitioner or not. It's about, do you even understand what they did on your return? Do you know what's happening in your business? I mean, think of your return that way, especially the business part. Do you know what's happening in your business? Mm-hmm. because that return is a end of the year like snapshot picture of what went down all year do you understand it you know what i'm saying so if you look at your tax return and you see a big loss a lot of people get happy like yeah i got a you know refund coming but it's like no you lost money in your business <laughs> look my eyes are like i would be sad like hold up <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know some people get happy because it if you take a loss, you can you could get a refund. So they're happy about the refund. But it's like, no, you should be kind of like concerned because you lost money. You you lost money. And so that is a bigger problem, you know? Yes, yes, it is. You know what's so funny is I'll never forget where I had a really good year in my business and I went to my tax professional. Now let me just back up and say that I was pregnant. I was very pregnant. And you know, I had it was my second year of my, no, third year of my business. And the first two years we took a loss. So then I got serious with marketing. I, you know, we were doing well. I did really well that year. She came to me and was like, okay, so you owe $8,000 in taxes. Girl, I cry, like literally tears welled up in my eyes because I was like, wait, what? And she was like, that's awesome because your business trip. And I was crying and it was because, (laughs) well, one, um, I had always heard about paying your taxes quarterly, which we'll get into. Um, but I didn't do it and I didn't save up for that. So $8,000 coming from someone who's never owed taxes was such a large number to me that I totally skipped over the fact that my business grew that much. Yeah. I was like, so they want that money. When do they want that money? You know, (laughs) but it was really, when you look at it from that perspective, it meant that you grew, you entered into a different tax bracket. Your business is actually flourishing and now you got to put different systems in place. So you don't got to, you know, be in that, in the same situation I was. Um, and it's good because you get to see, like you said, a snapshot of what your business did. And if every year you're taking a loss, that's not a good business. Not a good thing. No, no. And a lot of people, um, they get so caught up in this, like the, this refund culture. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, let me tell you something. You'd be lucky if you break even as a business owner. Okay. You'd be lucky if you break even as a business owner. So we're going to get, we're going to, don't get me wrong. Paying less taxes is the ultimate goal, but we're not going to do that by losing money. We're going to do that with great tax planning. That's how we're going to do that. Um, so then, okay, after you reviewed your return, right? I want to, I want you to audit proof your return. And so what does audit proofing mean, right? Let's say you look at your return and you see something on your return that's like, it's a little funny looking. Like it may be true, but it's a little odd. Like say, for example, year one, you spent $500 on advertising, but then year two, you spent three grand. A typical auditor is going to be like, oh, I see a big, huge increase in advertising expense. Well, you may very well have spent three grand. So what I want you to do is I want you to audit proof the return. I want you to document in your records. Yes, I did. Advertising expense did increase substantially. However, this is the reason and here are the receipts. That way, if you get audited, if you get audited, right, you've already picked out the, the issues most likely to get selected by the auditor. And so when they give you this little piece of paper saying, hey, here are the issues we auditing, you can return that piece of paper, like here are the reasons, that's it. We can call this a day because I've already got everything in line. I love it. I love it. Um, if you guys are just like, what is she even talking about? If you're new, if you're new breaking into the industry, you guys are actually ahead of the game by getting this information uh, because that means you need to literally save receipts, not the receipts that we talk about in slang, like literally, <laughs> the receipt, literally the receipts you have, take a picture with your phone um, because we know that they start fading over time. Um, I keep mine in, in a uh, envelope, a folder, and then I actually have everything already um, organized because I'm just a type A personality. So I literally have advertising area, all my receipts for that products, all my receipts for that, um, you know, travel, all my receipts for that. I even have an app that tracks my mileage. So, cause at one time my CPA asked me for mileage. I was like, wait, what? And where did you go here? And how many miles? I was like, can we skip that one? Because yeah. <laughs> that was too much work. And so what I did is I downloaded an app and I'll make sure to put the app in the show notes that literally takes my miles. So when she asked me that question, I've already organized it throughout the year where I went and it just helps. So these things are helping you guys get in the game. And if you're unsure what you should be doing, then you need to start researching bookkeeping, right? Because that's step one. If you could do bookkeeping um, and you know where your monies are going, you're able to just be ahead of the game. Um, because believe it or not, if you are renting a space, if you are renting a suite, if you are renting a whole salon or you own the whole salon, whatever it may be, this is for you, yes. period. Yep, yep. That's a that's a great point you bring up. A lot of folks think like, oh well, it's just little old me, right? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. The IRS does not discriminate. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they don't They don't care if you teeny tiny just started yesterday or you've been in the game for decades. They don't care how small you are. If they have to still do a job of confirming whether you are compliant with the tax laws. They do not care. So don't ever think you're 
too little to be doing like the the very necessary almost mandatory things when it comes to your business and i say that in regards to taxes in regards to bookkeeping having separate accounts all of that you are never too small no you're not and i will say this that if you start off doing that like no one told me these things going into you know i would came from because cosmetology was actually my second career so I came from a public relations and advertising firm where I just got a W-2. I input that information and I'm done. You know what I mean? Like I, I was done. I, it was that simple. Well, then when I got into cosmetology, no one told me all these things that I kind of stumbled across figuring out when I did my own taxes and it would ask me these questions like, okay, so now I need to organize these things, um, which doesn't give you, and I want to get to that. So uh, one of my questions is, do you think, cause I know you touched on if you do it on your own versus if you hire a CPA, what I found personally is when I do it on my own, I don't know all the new laws or all the new things that pop up. And so if I'm doing it on my own, how does one stay on top of the changes within the laws for small businesses? Yeah, for sure. So this answer is going to be like super simple, like like overly simple, but like literally just watch the news. Like, because you know what? For some reason, the news love. First of all, taxes, taxes are very political, mm-hmm. right? Anytime some, uh, something comes up, like some type of... Um, some type of like election year, of course, as we see that we're, we're in the middle of. Um, anytime some type of election comes up, you are going to have a conversation about taxes. Anytime a politician touches a tax law and wants to change it for whatever reason, you're going to hear about it on the news because they love covering politicians and politicians love touching taxes for whatever reason. So literally, it's every, tax, every tax season, and it's going to start right after the new year in January, like clockwork. Your nightly news is going to start covering the changes for 2021. Literally just watch the news. Now, as a tax professional, I completely geek out and nerd out on it. So I'm like, I'm all over the news. I'm all over the blogs. What they said on Twitter. I got my books ready. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I got my email alert set up. So, you know me and a bunch of my other nerdy co-workers we all in the you know the insta the uh facebook groups discussing it and everything so i do a, a tad more obviously because i have to but for the average person like literally just watch the news and then whatever software you're using you make sure if you're doing it yourself and you're buying software you make sure that software says updated for 2021 tax season Oh, that's good. That's good. So let's yeah. touch on software. What are some of the softwares that you find are the best to keep your um, bookkeeping and your taxes in order? Okay, so I am, um, I'm a little biased towards this company, because they're just a leader in their field. So it's anything owned by Intuit. So Intuit makes TurboTax, Intuit makes QuickBooks. And that's what just I use exclusively. I've used other tax softwares. Um, so, so uh, just to be just to be transparent, um, the software that like a average person would use is a little different from like tax professional software. Okay. Um, but I've used both versions by Intuit, um, the makers of TurboTax and QuickBooks, and they're both phenomenal. 
Okay. So that's what I recommend when anyone asks me. I say, if you are doing it yourself, go ahead and do TurboTax. And if you're doing bookkeeping, do QuickBooks. The great thing about QuickBooks is, let's say you're using QuickBooks all year for your bookkeeping. When it comes to the end of the year, if you choose to do it yourself, you literally can press a button and it will generate the tax return in their like sister tax software. Oh, wow. That's good to know. That's good to know. Um, I did not use QuickBooks. I started using something else um, that I, my sister's like, you need to go back to QuickBooks. Like, it's just a lot simpler. (laughs) And I was like, okay, okay. But you're absolutely right. QuickBooks is definitely phenomenal. So then that kind of sums up this next question, which was what is the one thing you wish all beauty pros did when you prepare their taxes? And it sounds like uh, they need to make sure that their bookkeeping Bookkeeping. is on point. (laughs) Bookkeeping, because let me tell you, it's, it's two, what I want um, everyone to understand is it, it's two different services, right? So when you go to a tax professional and you hand them a box or a folder of receipts, that's not like you're ready to do a tax return. That's like, oh, I need bookkeeping first. And then once the bookkeeping's done, then you go to now you're ready to prepare your tax return. So then when they get hit with the bill <laughs> with two different services, they're like, I don't understand. And I have to, I explain it to them from the get-go, but maybe they still don't get it at that point. But I try to really, really hone in on, hey, you know, you gotta be ready for tax prep. And being ready means having your bookkeeping in order, right? Because when I go through those receipts and I start asking you questions, you're not gonna remember. You're just not gonna remember from like earlier last year it just it just ain't gonna happen so to save yourself time and money have your your bookkeeping together then that way the tax professional can focus on doing your return and finding ways to save you more money while they're while they're doing the i mean you know whatever they can do at that point oh that's awesome that's good to know um so what are some common mistakes you find that you know beauty pros glampreneurs do in their taxes so a lot of mistakes, and I, uh, is this a mistake? I'll say it's a mistake. It's kind of something you alluded to earlier is, is not paying quarterlies. Not paying quarterlies and setting aside the taxes from the revenue they're making. Because what happens is if you, if you get paid and let's say your client gave you $150, well, that $150 is not all yours. It belongs to your bills, it belongs to taxes. And then what's left over is yours. (laughs) But oftentimes, a lot of people, they take all the 150 and just do with it as they want. Okay, when you do it that way, then you get to the end of the year and you have to pay a huge tax bill on the money that you made. If you have, obviously, profit left over at the end of the year, now you got to pay like 8, 10, 12K all at once because you wasn't setting aside, setting aside um, as you got paid. And then you have a penalty because you wasn't sending it in quarterly. So that's always a very um, awkward and unfortunate conversation. Yes, it is. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. And it's one of those things that I think... Um, 
I think you touched on it when you said getting out of the mindset of the refund, right? Um, and so that moment when you've hit the level of you're making profit, there is no refund, right? Yeah. There's no refund. And so that's a mindset shift mm -hmm. in understanding that now that I'm making this money, even though you did profit. Because I remember my CPA, she, she told me my profits for the year. And I'm like, but where is that money? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where did it yeah. go? Yeah. Um, and I was keeping track, but I just didn't think about, you made all this money and you never paid any taxes on it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. They want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They remember, want the majority of the country is paying in weekly or biweekly. Like, if you yeah. got a W-2 job, they're paying in weekly, biweekly, bimonthly, however often they get paid, they is paying in. Entrepreneurs are not exempt from that. The only difference is that, you know, you own your own business, so you have to sit in yourself versus an employer doing it for you. But by no means are you exempt from having to send it in periodically. And so I, I wish that more uh, beauty entrepreneurs did it because then I wouldn't have to like deliver this horrible news <laughs> at, the oh, end, at the end of the year. And then, you know, it's so, yes. it's so, it's so unfortunate, um, yes. but hopefully we can like change that. Yeah. So one of the things I would say to that is going back to um, just saving money. It's quarterly, right? So, you know, you're doing it every couple months, every few months. And so if you could just put a little bit aside um, and if you guys are like, what are paying quarterly taxes? So like, can we break that down for someone who's like, what do you mean pay taxes quarterly? Like, yeah, yeah. What is that? Is that what they would have it's an estimate what is it for sure so it is an estimate it's called estimated quarterly taxes it is an estimate and so what i advise my clients to do and anyone anyone else is i say hey on a monthly basis as you get paid and you're doing your bookkeeping so you can quickly and easily look into your bookkeeping system on a monthly basis and see how much money you made set aside 25% of that for taxes. 5% will go to your state. 20% will go to the IRS. And you do that monthly. So at the end of every quarter, right? So after every three months, whatever you set aside, you will send that in to the IRS and to your state. And you have, you know, satisfy your quarterly estimated tax requirement. Okay. So then the benefit is, when you get to the end of the year and you do your tax return for the whole year, let's say you you do owe a grand, you've been sitting there money quarterly. Mm -hmm. You've been paying in quarterly. So you shouldn't at that point have a lot left or anything to pay at that point. What happens if you overpay? Do they send you your money back? They do. They will give you a refund. Okay. They will give, you will get a refund if you overpay. I'm like, okay, because, you know, sometimes when it's in our IRS hands, you'd be like, are you really going to give me my money back? <laughs> <laughs> yep, you will overpay. Because what happens is, I mean, you're, seeing, you're sending in, like, you know, an estimate of what you made. But then remember, when you do your tax return, you're going to have um, some deductions. Mm -hmm. You're going to have some credits. You're going to have other uh, tax incentives that you can be able to file your tax return. So that will lower your bill. 
and, and likely, you know, you can get a refund from those things. That That's awesome. That's good to know because it is scary to not know what you, if you're going to owe at the end of the year. And so that just kind of takes care of that. And if you're doing your bookkeeping, I think the key word is bookkeeping in this whole podcast, then you won't have to worry about that. Uh, let's see. There are a lot of moving parts in understanding taxes as an entrepreneur. Uh, do you think that if I was just starting out that a CPA, like you should invest in a CPA or would it be sufficient enough to just start? Like you kind of touched on it, but like if I'm brand new, just started renting a chair from somebody or a suite, would, do you think like a CPA is something they should budget for? This is what I think. I think, I think you budget for tax prep, right? And tax prep only when you're first starting out. So when you're first starting out, save up, you know, to be able to pay the tax preparation um, at the end of the year, okay? But for the bookkeeping, I think you can't, it is su it's such amazing resources out there, free and paid, um, and it's such good training out there that you can go ahead and you can look at that training and take full advantage of the resources to be able to do your own bookkeeping monthly. I okay. think you can manage that because you're smaller, you got low volume of transactions, you can get by. I would invest in tax prepping just because it can be a little more complex. You want someone that's up to date on the tax laws and that can find ways to save you money. Um, and then, I mean, like it's a legal requirement. So you just want to have that peace of mind knowing that it's taken care of by a professional. I do. I have great confidence um, in, in, you know, in glampreneurs that they can handle their own bookkeeping. I think that the benefit of doing your own, you starting out, is really understanding the flow of money through your business. That's good. If you hire, if you hire someone, you, you're kind of going to be like hands off because you know you someone's doing it for you. But when you start out doing it yourself, you can tell like, okay, this service I'm providing isn't profitable or it's not making me any money like this other service. So maybe I should lean more into this other service. I think only if you're looking at that on a regular basis will you understand, you know, those nuances of your business. That's good. That's good information. Just to give some of our newer glampreneurs a peace of mind, I do think that it's important to understand the flow of your business because then that also helps you with your pricing structure, right? Like it helps you understand what you should be charging because a lot of times we just put our prices out in thin air. Um, and we're like, oh, we're going to charge this, but not thinking about that might not be enough for your overhead, for, you know, prepping for taxes, for all the other um, obligations that you have as a sole business owner. So I think that's good. You get to check the flow of that. Okay, so what is your three top advice for all beautypreneurs, uh, glampreneurs? I know that you kind of touched on them and I feel like I could say them right now, but like, you know, you being a beauty CPA, what is the thing that you're like, okay, these are the three things that you really need to do to just get your taxes in order. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to sound like a broker worker here, but I think it bears repeating, right? The, the average person needs to hear something like five to seven times to really for it to absolutely. click, right? So um, my, my number one is going to be bookkeeping bookkeeping to maximize the deductions you can take in your business because we don't want to overpay in taxes 
in addition to maximizing tax deductions, you want to use that bookkeeping as a tool in your business. Like you said before, it lets you know whether you are not charging enough or whether something is unprofitable or, you know, helps you, helps you with your budgeting. Um, so just bookkeeping is like the, the zero, number, step zero to all things, do bookkeeping, right? My second is to save a portion of the money you are making for taxes. That is like the, my number one contentious thing in my business right now is the conversation of taxes owed because they're not saving a portion of their revenue for taxes, mm-hmm. right? And because w- once you start owing, I find that you always owe because yeah. like, you're not in the habit of saving for taxes. So it's like year after year, you're owing the IRS. No one wants to owe the IRS or anybody else for that matter. And then number two, pay your quarterlies. When you save the money to not spend it on something you shouldn't spend it, send it to the taxing authorities that it belongs to. That way you stay, you know, straight and narrow with the taxing authorities. Tax issues have the potential to shut your business down. Mm. I don't think people get that. Like, right, so if you owe a tax and you're not paying on it, first they put a lien on your assets, then they leave you in your assets to a point where they're like, okay, we're not gonna get no money from her. Let me sell all this stuff and just shut that business down. It, it can happen. Yeah. You know? So let's take, I don't want you to be scared of taxes, but let's just put systems in place in our business to take care of the taxes. And once you set it and forget it, I mean, it'll, it'll run its course. That's good. That's good to know because I think taxes and IRS just tends to be a little bit scary, especially, but it's when you're not prepared, right? It's not being prepared is what's the scary part. And so you really don't know what's going to come at you. And then you're like, when it does, you're you're not prepared. So you're just like, oh my gosh, what is all this money that I'm owing? It's just little me. Why do they want that from me? You know, when other people are making way more money and they're not paying as much, it's because you're not prepared. So that brings me to something that you have, which is the ultimate tax planning guide. So tell me, tell us, tell us glampreneurs what that is, what that looks like and how we can get it. Absolutely. So I love this e-guide. This e-guide is about 46 pages. And what it does is it goes through my six-step tax planning framework. So this is the same framework that I use for my paid done-for-you clients when they come to me and want me to write them a tax plan. This e-guide is to serve, you know, the entrepreneur that's not yet ready to to contract out with someone like me that they can use the same framework to look at their business financials and find ways that they can save money on taxes for themselves and this is this is pretty evergreen right so like i said it's a framework so it's not like a a set of tax laws that you have to read through it's written in very plain language um, there's a lot of video resources linked throughout the e-guide, so you can kind of get a deeper explanation from me on what I'm talking about in each step of the framework, but it really is a money-saving tool for the beautypreneur to really keep in their business and use year after year to make sure they're saving as much money as they possibly can on taxes. That's awesome. And how can they get their hands on this ultimate tax planning guide? 
For sure, they can go to my website. I am at ColemanTaxLLC.com. Um, I am, <laughs> I guess I'm really aggressive because like right when you go on a website, it's like pop up, here's my <laughs> tax planning guy. Um, but then it's also like, it's also on my main page that you'll see, you'll be able to um, to click on that and, and get the guy. And I do have, I do have a gift. Um, if you guys use the coupon code Life After, they can save $10 off. It's $47. So with Life After, you can save $10 and it'll be $37 for your audience. So y'all better go get that because <laughs> that yeah, is a... That's a promotion right there. And if, it, if you're new and this was kind of like, well, this is a lot, I think that this is going to be helpful to, helpful to you because not only that, you're at the top of the year so you can plan for 2021 right now by getting that. And you can, guess what? It can be a deduction too. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh my God, it is a deduction. It is a deduction. So yeah, I say go check it out. I mean, it's very, very specific strategies you can use in your business to save money. It's going to be stuff in there that you you hadn't even thought of. Hadn't even like, are you are you sure you can do that? Yes, I'm sure you can do that. <laughs> That's awesome, especially because she works for the IRS, so she knows. She knows. I love it. So um, please tell us one more time where they can find you on Instagram, on social media, and uh, your website. And we'll be sure to have this information in the show notes as well as the code. So go ahead and let us know that. For sure. So my website is Coleman Tax LLC. So that's C O. L-E-M-A-N-T-A-X-L-L-C.com. I am on Instagram at ColemanTax underscore the beauty CPA. And then Facebook is at ColemanTax. Um, so you can, you can find me on any one of those outlets. I go live at least once a week for like a tax tip Tuesday um, where I'm giving either bookkeeping advice or tax advice. That's awesome. Well, I would like to thank you so much for getting on here, Kanisha, for telling us. You guys, be sure to check her out because she just dropped a lot of nuggets, a lot of tips for glampreneurs to make sure that you are on the straight and narrow. Remember that bookkeeping is key. That is number one. That is yes. numeral uno that you yes. need to have your bookkeeping in order as well as saving up for those uh, taxes, those quarterly taxes, paying into that, and then making sure that you're doing your tax prep. So you want to do that. Also, don't forget that she gifted us something, right? All the listeners, that if you are interested in getting the ultimate planning tax guide, that you can go to her website, and that will also be in the show notes. Use the code LIFEAFTER, and you get $10 off, and it's a deduction at the end of the year. So why not do it just so you have a good knowledge of what you should be preparing for. And this is all about having systems in your business so that it runs effectively. And that's what we're about here. So thank you guys. Thank you, Glampreneurs, for checking us out with Kanisha Coleman Tax, the beauty certified tax beauty CPA. Um, we want to thank her for that. If you guys haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to Life After Beauty School, what I wish someone told me. And don't forget to leave a review, give us a rating. So that just helps more Glampreneurs like you get to know that we are here and dropping nuggets. All right. I'll see you guys on the next episode. <laughs>
wait a minute, hold on. You guys know that I end every single episode with an inspirational quote, but I got so excited in this interview to do this interview that I forgot to give you guys a quote. I forgot to have Kanisha tell you guys a quote. So even though the beauty CPA didn't give you her words of encouragement, I'm going to give you one that I think applies to this episode. And it's very simple. And I wrote it down. Yes, I did. Um, Confidence comes from being prepared. Simple. Confidence comes from being prepared. And the reason why I chose this is because as glampreneurs, we have a responsibility in our business to be prepared, not just with our clients, but with our business. And it is so important that you know how to take care of your taxes. Don't hide from them because they're coming regardless, you guys. So don't hide from your taxes, get the information, get educated, connect with Kanisha, the beauty CPA, and get to know how you can prepare and how you can make sure that you're on point. So I'll read it for the third time. Confidence comes from being prepared. Get confident in your taxes, get prepared, and be sure to connect with Kanisha. And don't forget that she is giving you the ultimate tax planning guide if you use the code LIFEAFTER. So stay connected, Glampreneurs. I'll check you on the next episode.